On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. All right, good morning all. Before we start, remember the information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All objectives are subject to risk. None are guaranteed. So before you make any decisions, uh, we recommend you contact an investment advisor and you can find out more about the Craig's Investment Partners Financial Advisory Services at our website, which is uh, craigsip.com. All right, first, uh, our thoughts go out to everyone listening from Auckland. Obviously, terrible what we've seen over the last few days, and uh, we hope that you do get a reprieve in the weather soon. Uh, I'm lucky enough to live um, in the Bay of Plenty, which hasn't been affected to anywhere near that degree, but uh, I was born in Auckland and um, went to primary school there, so got plenty of family and friends and um, obviously lots of staff and clients uh, up that way as well. So let's hope that um, you all get through it as as best as you can. Okay, um, let's look back at last week as well. And it was another pretty solid week. Um, we had most markets rising, so the good start that we've seen so far this year has continued. The uh, the US market um, gained 2.5% last week. Uh, Europe was up 07 the UK flat, the Aussie market up uh, a little more than half a percent. So that strength that we've seen all year has continued. And if we look at world shares, uh, global shares, They've rallied 7.2% so far this year. And uh, with one trading day to go, uh, that's that's uh, today, Monday, uh, with one trading t- t- day to go this month, January, is, uh, is set to be the strongest month apart from November, where the world shares were up 7.8%. Apart from that one example, that's, this is set to be the biggest monthly rise we've seen since November 2020. And if you cast your mind back to t- November 2020, uh, that was um, around the time of the last US election, and it was around the time that we uh, had the the first announcement from Pfizer about a COVID-19 vaccine. So it's been a, a very strong performance. And since the October lows, uh, world shares have bounced about 18%. Uh, so world shares still 14.4% down from their record highs, which came in November 2021. So still down 14% from that peak, but uh, up 18% from where they were in October last year. So it's been a pretty strong run. Same has gone for the NZX. Uh, we were up um, half a percent last week. So we're at the highest levels actually since April last year. And the NZX50 is up 4.9%. This month, uh, the market is open today. It's obviously a holiday in Auckland and Nelson for anniversary day, but it'll still be open because the rest of the country is is open. So again, with one trading day to go on pace for the strongest month we've seen since August 2021. So it's been a good start to the year for shares. Uh, it's also been a good start to the year for bonds and fixed income. Uh, interest rate markets Little change last week, so you've got uh, the US two-year Treasury yield sitting at uh, 4.2, the 10 years about 3.5, the local five-year swap rate at um, 4.25%. So we haven't seen a lot of movement in the last week, but uh, because those interest rates have come down from where they started the year, New Zealand corporate bonds are up 2.3%. 
um, so far this year in US long-term treasuries, um, and I use the the TLT ETF to you know gauge how how treasuries are performing because that's uh, a vehicle or a security that a lot of people use uh, when they want to get an exposure, a nice easy exposure to long-term treasuries. Uh, that ETF is up 7.2% this year. So it's actually outpaced the S&P 500. So, you know, we're talking about a rally in the share market. We've actually seen a bigger rally in the bond market. And I've always thought that uh, when that time comes where you do see people start to talk about central banks maybe not having to do as much or a pivot or however you want to phrase it, uh, it's always felt like bonds have been the best way to play that rather than shares. And that's been the way it's... Um, played out so far. So uh, New Zealand corporate bonds on pace for the strongest month since April 2020 and um, US long-term treasuries uh, having their best month since January 2020. So it's been a good week. Looking back at the economic uh, data and indicators, let's start with um, what's happening globally. Flash PMIs, uh, these were some of the first indicators we've seen for January and they gave us a bit of a glimpse about how the new year has started. They all reflected a pretty slow start, but there were a few bright spots. Europe and Japan showing signs of um, progress, but it was was pretty mixed. You had the the US composite PMI rise, uh, so it had a three month high, but still in contraction for the seventh consecutive month. In the UK, uh, that was also on the soft side. It fell to the lowest in two years. Uh, the Aussie PMI. Um, improved uh, from what we saw in November and December, but still below that break-even 50 level. So those were probably the more the weaker ones. Um, in Europe, things look better. We saw a nice improvement with the composite PMI rising above 50. So it's the first expansion since June last year. So that's good. Europe performing and holding together a lot better than many people have expected. And Japan also rose solidly. Uh, the Japan PMI had a three-month high of 50.8. So uh, good and bad there. On the inflation front, mixed messages. You had input prices rising in the US, but output prices holding firm. So that tells us that firms are largely absorbing cost increases. They obviously want to hang on to customers, so maybe that means they're giving away margin. Uh, so that's good from an inflationary perspective, not so good from a corporate earnings perspective. Uh, in Europe, supply chain pressures eased, but wages going up still. And um, in the UK, we saw a fall in inflationary pressures, which offset some of those weaker readings that we saw. So again, good and bad. Um, US GDP, this came out for the December quarter, and, and it was pretty good, really. Um, the US economy grew at an annualized rate of 2.9%. That's, that's real growth, not nominal. So it's after inflation. That uh, was below what we'd seen in the previous quarter, but ahead of forecast. So good news at the headline. However, that headline was quite flattering. And when you look at the details of the report, they weren't nearly as um, as encouraging. A lot of that strength came from inventories. So, you know, companies, you know, buying stock and kind of stockpiling uh, external trade as well. Whereas in contrast, uh, private consumption quite a bit weaker than expected. It didn't grow at nearly the rate that some of those other areas didn't it missed forecasts. So um, yeah, some good and bad there. When you look at the headline, it looks solid, but when you look under the hood, uh, not quite so strong. Uh, core PCE inflation came out in the US, and this, um, this is important because it's the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge, so they watch it really closely. We've got a Federal Reserve meeting 
coming up later in the week. And the headline PCE, it really followed the trend of some of those other inflation indicators in the US. You know, we've seen a slowing and, and that that came through in this report too. So you look at the headline PCE uh, annually, it fell to uh, 5% increase. So that's the, the pace of annual um, PCE inflation. That's down from five and a half, and it's the lowest since September 2021, which is obviously good news. The core PCE, which excludes food and energy, that uh, saw its annual increase slow to a pace of 4.4%. So again, that's down from 4.7 the previous month, and it's the lowest since October 2021. So this is good news. You've got the headline at five, you've got the core at 4.4. If we look at where those have been um, over the last 12 months, the headline actually peaked at seven back in June. So it's gone from seven down to five. The core reached 5.4 and it's down to 4.4. So um, it's just another sign that we have got the pace of those price increases uh, starting to moderate in the US. Uh, closer to home, we had our inflation report. And look, I won't dwell on this because we actually recorded a session that was devoted completely to inflation um, last week in the wake of this. So go back and listen to that one if you want to hear our thoughts. But to summarise it really quickly, um, it was slightly above market expectations, but it was below Reserve Bank expectations. And when you look at the detail, there are signs that inflation is softening uh, slowly, but it's softening. So we think that points to a um, probably a slightly smaller rate hike from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand uh, in, in late February compared to what people might have expected a month or two back. So again, uh, still a lot of water to go under the bridge, but um, good news. In contrast, we had uh, some Aussie inflation come through last week and it was a lot stronger than expected. So this again was for the December quarter, like ours was. But the Aussie headline CPI rose 1.9% for the quarter, uh, which was more than expected. And on an annual basis, that headline CPI, CPI is running at 7.8%, which is the highest since March 1990. So that was a bit of a surprise to, ex uh, to what markets were expecting. And in contrast to um, what we're seeing here in New Zealand, again, uh, we've got the first Reserve Bank of Australia meeting next week. And there was talk before that, well, maybe they'll pause, maybe they can take a break, um, having hiked rates a bunch of times last year. But now it looks like they probably will make another move, um, another quarter of a percent move. So uh, interesting that you've got sort of the inflation picture moving in different directions in New Zealand and across the Tasman. Uh, last thing, uh, last but not least, the ANZ Business Outlook Survey was out last week and business confidence rebounded a little bit, um, you know, it hit the lowest ever uh, in, in December and that always looked like it was a little bit dramatic. I think it was the shock factor from that, that Reserve Bank um, November meeting where they talked a really, they talked really tough about a looming recession and about where the OCR might go. So that obviously scared businesses and have had time to sort of ponder that and think, well, hang on, the world isn't ending here. Uh, so we saw a lift in business confidence. We saw a lift in the own activity measure. That's good. Um, pricing intentions, which is important. This is uh, a good indicator for where inflation's going. It, it actually rose a little bit um, compared to the last couple of months. So it's that 
the, the, the highest we've seen in three months, but it's still well below the levels that we've seen for much of 2022. So, um, you know, it's more of the same, really. Inflation is off the peak, but it's still looking higher than we would like. The next ANZ business survey will be really interesting because it will pick up things like uh, the change of leadership in the Beehive with uh, Mr. Hipkins taking over as Prime Minister. And it will obviously pick up, um, you know, the impact of, of the, the flooding in Auckland and other parts of the country, which um, will, will dent confidence because all of the disruption and the cost and um, uh, all the negatives that that brings. So we'll be watching the next one with interest. All right, looking ahead, and uh, there's plenty going on. Let's start with central banks because they will be the most uh, important events of the week. Uh, three big central bank meetings, Federal Reserve in the US and the ECB in, in Europe and the Bank of England in, um, obviously, England. So the highlight will be the Fed. And this decision will be out on Thursday morning in New Zealand, 8 a.m. our time. Uh, another increase is expected. So just to recap, the Fed in increased its policy rate seven times last year, took it from 0.25 to 4.5, which is the highest since early 08. So that's a, a big move, something we haven't seen for, for, for decades, um, uh, that sort of pace of tightening. However, in the December meeting last year, they did downshift to a slower pace of, of hike. So... Uh, remember the middle of last year, we saw a string of 0.75 increases. And then in December, they thought, right, well, we've done a lot here. So let's move it back and we'll just hike by half a percent. So they went 75 to 50. This time around, they're expected to um, slow that pace of tightening even further. And they're expected to push through a 0.25% increase, a 25 basis point increase. So that, I think, is, is really on the back of what we've seen in terms of the inflation picture. Just things slowing. Um, you know, headline inflation's at 65 That's the lowest since June last year. Oh, What's well, the lowest since a long way back? But it's well off the, the peak of 91 um, that we saw in June last year and the PCE and all those other indicators are telling us that inflation is going in the right direction. So I think we'll get another downshift, uh, which will be good, tells us that we're near the end of these um, interest rate hikes in the US. We won't get any new economic forecast, but it will be interesting to see the commentary because although market expectations are pretty close to the Fed's own forecast in terms of how high interest rates will go, there's very different views in terms of how long they'll stay there. You know, the Fed has got the, the its funds rate going up to about 5% and then staying there for a reasonable period of time. Whereas the market sees it also going up to 5 but they see cuts before the end of this year. So that's where there's a big difference. And it'll be interesting to see how the Fed um, approaches that, you know, whether they endorse that market view that cuts are possible or whether they um, hold firm and say, you know, look, you know, don't get excited about us cutting rates. Inflation's still high. We're going to have to hold rates at this high level uh, for a, a reasonable period to just make sure inflation's done. So um, that'll be the most interesting thing for me, rather than the actual rate rise itself, which looks pretty, you know, te well telegraphed. And there is a risk that after this recent rally, we see a bit of volatility creep back in. You know, if the Fed talks really tough, um, you could see a bit of a negative reaction. And there's a reasonable chance that they will talk tough. Um, 
because I don't think they want to let markets sort of think that they're going to ease off anytime soon, even if they are, have got in the back of their mind that, look, of course, we'll cut rates if the economy takes a turn for the worst. They probably will want to portray um, a vibe of being resolute. So, yeah, it'll be a very interesting one. It'll be interesting to see whether the market um, believes them or whether it continues to call their bluff as it has been. Um, the other two um, come through on Thursday night. I think the ECB and the Bank of England, and they're expected to both raise interest rates um, by half a percent each. For the ECB, that looks more, um, I'm more confident that that's the way it'll play out. With the Bank of England, well, there is a, a chance they do a smaller move. Probably 50 is likely, but you could see 25. But um, those will those will also be important, although the Fed is the one that will get everyone's attention. On the economic front, uh, we've got a couple of um, major indicators coming out of the US. We've got the ISM index, so we'll get the manufacturing one on Wednesday, US time, and then the services one on uh, Friday, US time. And these will be interesting, especially after those PMIs from last week. Um, the ISM manufacturing index uh, fell below 50 in both November and December, which are the first contractions since uh, early 2020. And the services ISM, that really surprised people um, a month ago because it fell much more than expected. And that services sector in the US has been really resilient uh, over the last little while. So that was a big miss and it got the markets attention. So we'll be watching for how that's been tracking and we'll be watching whether um, some of those other indicators within these surveys give us uh, further evidence that inflation is coming off the boil. Um, China PMIs, these will be out um, Tuesday afternoon. I think we'll get the official PMIs, um, 2.30, I think, on Tuesday afternoon, and then we'll get uh, the alternative um, measures, uh, which paint a different picture on Wednesday and then Friday afternoon. So look, you put them all together, and, and they've looked pretty ugly of late. Um, in December, we had some pretty weak um, indicators, uh, the lowest we've actually seen since the initial COVID-19 outbreak in February 2020, actually. But I think we'll probably see a rebound this week. They should at least improve, given that um, some of those restrictions that we saw last year in China have um, have prevailed. So those are the main global events. On the local front, it will be the Labour Force Survey um, Unemployment. So this is out 10.45 on Wednesday, and this will cover the December quarter. Um, so just to recap, uh, unemployment is currently sitting at 3.3%. That's very close to the lowest since the 1980s. It did go as low as 3.2, I think, in the quarter before that. But uh, 3.3 is still extremely low. And wage growth has been really strong. So in the, in the, the last report, which covered the September quarter, average hourly earnings increased 8.6% from a year earlier. And that's... That's the strongest we've seen since the data set began in uh, 1989. So uh, that's what we'll be watching, um, watching for evidence of any any easing in that labour market tightness, any indications that uh, wage growth is, is slowing because those things are important. They're an important part of this inflation puzzle and that's those are also, also things that the Reserve Bank needs to see to give it confidence that uh, its actions have been working. So 
a week a weaker than expected labor force report with um you know higher unemployment and or lower wage growth that would fuel the expectation that our reserve bank is getting you know maybe towards the the latter stages of its monetary policy tightening and that would probably change water down expectations for another big rate hike um, in February but uh, a strong labor force report with high wage growth with low unemployment you know if it's stronger than expected that would uh, fuel expectations that um, the Reserve Bank will want to you know keep its keep its foot firmly on the brake pedal and try and slow things down which means you know potentially a bigger OCR hike in February so this is really important too from a New Zealand perspective because uh, we've had the last we've had the inflation report last week and now we've got the unemployment report um, this week that's sort of the end of the really big economic releases ahead of that February 2020 uh, February 22nd I think it is Reserve Bank meeting so um, if that labor force report comes out wildly different from expectations and expectations are for unemployment to be unchanged at 3.3 but if it comes out particularly different on either side you could see a reaction from interest rate markets from the currency um, and so on and so on um, that's mostly it for economic news the international reporting season will continue it's about 40 odd percent complete in the US at least so you know the S&P 500 it's the 500 biggest companies I think 200 odd of them have um, announced results so still plenty to come we're not quite at halfway uh, this week is a really busy week. Lots of companies uh, set to announce results. We had Microsoft kick off the tech sector last week, and that will continue um, this week. Thursday in particular is a busy day. You've got three of the other big tech heavyweights, Alphabet, which is Google, Amazon, and Apple. Um, those three together, just between those three, they represent about 12% of the S&P 500 index in terms of, you know, market cap company size company value um, so that's amazing and those three all report on Thursday after the closing bell so after the market closes it's sort of you know mid-morning here in New Zealand so uh, those three will obviously be interesting um, uh, other companies set to announce results over the course of the week Caterpillar ExxonMobil McDonald's Meta which is Facebook um and Starbucks as well there's there's more than that you know those aren't the only ones but uh there's some of the ones that um stood out to me as interesting ones to watch so plenty coming on the um on the corporate front too all right we'll leave it there uh thanks again for listening uh, enjoy your day enjoy your week and we'll talk again soon for more insights visit craigsip.com